12 tips on borking your brand real quick. All right. Welcome to Show Me Mike. This is episode number 125. Uh, this That's 125 episodes we've done this year, Kyle, I think is how that works. That's pretty yes, good. <laughs> definitely. Do not check the math on that one or the date stamps. Uh, I'm coming to you live from, I don't know if you can tell, behind me, I've got uh, Good Stuff HQ. They're all doing, have you heard of the Mannequin Challenge, Kyle? Do you remember uh, that from 2015? Yeah, I think that was the second episode of the newly rebooted Doctor Who series um, where they actually did eventually come to life and count counter to what you would expect a mannequin to do. Now, when I go down the Third Street Promenade in uh, good old, good old, good old uh, Santa Monica, I do see a lot of these sort of like uh, figures that appear to be both not moving and also are trying to make money. Uh on the street as like the I'm a robot. Don't don't touch me, but also give me money. Cause the closer you get, I I appear to be breathing. Um I do get I do get I do get pretty scared of of things that don't move. Cause I I once had a, a pretty bad experience with trick or treating where uh the person appeared to be a scarecrow on their porch and had a, a bowl of candy in their lap, but was indeed a real person. And completely ruined my experience of childhood uh anyway boy was that a long way of saying uh, i do know what the mannequin challenge is in actuality and that is a wonderful picture of good stuff headquarters uh with all our good old podcasters there yeah the team of advertisers behind me the the ad ad team i think is what they're they go by hashtag ad team uh, behind me making phone calls recording podcasts uh, just want to give them a little bit of a limelight here on the on the stream. Um, I, th- I thought I saw a Yeti though. So I don't know about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't podcast with a Yeti. Um, <laughs> disregard the, uh, I've got a little bit of a, uh, it's like, you know, dandruff, but green kind of flakes on the one shoulder here. <laughs> and in my hair, I think probably too, a few flakes of green. A little bit. Um, yeah. It's Christmas, right? It matches the show me your mic green. Uh, so if you're right. seeing our, if you, if you aren't watching the video, which I, I know most folks don't, uh chris got a four i think santa came a little early and brought mm-hmm. chris a brand new el gato uh which means the cat if if that wasn't clear enough uh green screen that you kind of like it collapses into a thing right into the floor and then you you kind of pull it up and then how does it stay up from there is it like a a pole that kind of connects it no it's got uh well i can't really go behind it right now because the team would be disrupted <laughs> if i did that <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh it's got a like a uh spring-loaded i think some sort of it feels actually really sturdy um so i've got there's actually a video in my i'll put a link in the show notes to the video on my youtube channel of uh, just like a quick unboxing review of it um and it was one of those things that i had on my amazon list that i genuinely was curious about trying and and in the blog post about it i, I mentioned the fact that obviously you can diy this kind of stuff much cheaper than the Elgato's uh, green screen thing. Um, Cause it's, it's, I think about 200 bucks Canadian. I don't know what that translates to American, probably 150 or something on the, on the U S side. Um, 
And so you can definitely, you know, for 15 bucks, get a green sheet and throw it up on the wall. Um, but what's nice about this for my situation anyways, right now is that it's, it's very cl- portable, uh, collapsible. It collapses down into a fairly easy to carry around kind of even thing. And so it saves me the trouble of, uh, having to figure out if I turn off the chroma key, having to figure out what to do with the blank wall behind me. So right now, obviously the, the image behind me is just kind of a goofy image of a office space grabbed off unsplash. But, um, yeah, the idea being for videos and stuff that I do, and then the podcasting thing as well, to be able to do a bit of green screen fun and, and just messing around with it as a matter of interest for clients and stuff like that as well. So um, I will say in my review, I said it's kind of like it it immediately adds more or forces me to basically pick up more gear because I can see as the, as the green tinge, I'm not turning into Shrek or the Grinch here, but as that indicates, there's some spill, some light, some issues uh, with um, not a pure green background and I've got like a towel, ugly towel hanging over the window where there's like a little shaft of light that came through that kind of messed with it. So I've got a couple yeah. of tips for you on, on maybe fixing that we can maybe do it uh, later on the stream or um, just sort of mm-hmm. have like a, you know, just a very green screen Christmas uh, somewhere. <laughs> but uh, my version of this, I don't know if you've seen in previous uh, good stuff videos that we've done either streaming the morning show or whatever, um, I've had a green screen behind me. I got, uh, I really, really, really wanted to go for the Elgato because I I thought it looked pretty great and it's like compact and I can put it away where, yeah. you know, for a work call, I don't want a green screen behind me. But for a stream, love it. You know, it it, it looks, it makes things look pretty dang cool. Um, I got the six foot by 10 foot chroma key green uh the the green is not available anymore but the i guess they have blue now uh it was 1996 when i bought it and it's like <laughs> this uh flocked cotton so it's got kind of this like suede type feel to it and mm. i just took some nails put it up on the wall tried to stretch it as much as i could so i would didn't have any you know like darker yeah, or lighter points yeah creases and stuff like that um and just set the green point in obs or uh, streamlabs obs and it seemed to work okay for the most part, as long as your lighting is good in the room and you have enough space behind you to where you aren't casting a shadow directly onto. I think that's what's kind of causing the shoulder aspect yeah. uh, on yours is um, that there's a little bit of a shadow. And it's, the green that's being captured in that is uh, a little different. And so it's not, you know, smoothing it out as, as best as it possibly could. Um, yeah, and that's one thing to like. I wouldn't have thought of until I had one. Is the width of the green screen obviously limits how far back it can go, right? So, like, yes, how wide right. you want your camera shot to be determines how wide the screen needs to be. Well, and what you did on the um, on the stream you just did maybe yesterday for kind of like touring our new Minecraft server mm-hmm. um, seemed like a, a kind of nice way to do it because you only needed really one side to kind of extend a little bit. The I guess what would be your left hand side was the uh, microphone and the mic boom was coming off that. And then you kind of like push that all the way to the edge. And that, that looked, that worked pretty well. It was mostly like a square almost that you had yeah. set up. And as long as your, you know, your whole kind of shoulders in the frame, it seems as though it's like extending all the way out into the distance when in actuality, like it could just kind of cut off right there. Yeah. Like if I switch, Oh, I guess that doesn't work. Cause you're there too, but <laughs> you can sort of see, <laughs> me hanging in in mid midair yeah um 
And that's, yeah, so it's it's something where it's obviously built for this purpose. It, right now, it's, yeah, it's a little bit too close to me. It's like literally, I can, yeah, there's maybe three inches, four inches <clears throat> behind me, whereas for the the test yesterday, uh, I, it was six to eight inches behind me. Um, and, uh, and yeah, even OBS versus now I'm using Mimo Live to stream with and how they, the different ways they chroma key out what what's in the background and what's not. Um, it's kind of funny because you, 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 I do all this, like a $200 uh, green screen thing, software to get it all rid of all that. Then you fire up something like uh, Snap has their desktop app called Snap Camera for Mac and Windows that uh, allows you to use, use Snapchat filters in a webcam mode on your computer. And it does green screen effectively, like gets rid of the background in like a, a heartbeat and for free. <laughs> so, right. And it looks actually quite good. Like it's, uh, yeah, it, it does an incredible job just through software. So obviously it's like the time is coming where, you know, it's going to get even better obviously with time. Well, and, and I mean, it, it, you know, computer technology, <laughs> if I can just sort of like put an umbrella over that, I'm tr- avoiding saying the word AI, but uh, computer technology uh, there was an article over on The Verge yesterday about a website called Remove.bg. It is mm-hmm. a remove image background for free, 100% automatically in five seconds without, without a single click. Uh, some of their examples were like, you know, uh, portraits of people. It's mostly people that they're trying to to remove so that you can kind of change their backdrops. Um, they had a photo of Elon Musk that they tried it with. Um, it's pretty impressive for like still image type stuff. Video is a whole other beast, obviously, but um, it's getting pretty smart. The amount, uh, the, the the assumptions that, you know, these algorithms and machine learning can make based on the shape of a person and the way that the hair should look and stuff like that um, is, is getting real close. So a lot of computing power yeah. obviously would have to go behind something like that. Green screen is the the next best option. But it can go all the way from like, you know, Chris is talking about this uh, $120, $150 contraption that you, you pull up. Super convenient, really easy to use, but you can also just throw a green sheet behind you and it kind of works the same way. Um, yeah. It's all a matter of like convenience and and scaling. And that's really easy to also like pack away and put in a closet uh, away for a little while if you don't want to have it out. Mine was on the wall and boy, was it unsightly. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the part where for for two reasons, both the visual aesthetic of like walking into my office and having mm-hmm. just the big green wall, but then also yeah, for my kids running into the office, being able to just have it closed, shut. There's no like dust would be an issue, but also sticky fingers and hands and and marker and right <laughs> whatever or, else. I want to try it. I want to try it. Put yeah, you know, start up OBS <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, my kids know how to set up a live stream pretty quickly. These you got to teach your kids the important things these days. Keep them uh, ready to be an uh, Instagram influencer and whatever else the kids are doing these days, fortnighting. Um, so yeah, that's the green screen. If you got questions, obviously feel free to tweet at me. I'll, like I said, the link to the the uh, video, the YouTube unboxing and review is, is on my YouTube channel. It'll be linked in the show notes, goodstuff.fm slash smym slash 125 is where you can find this episode. Um, and you were also trying some new things. Speaking of uh, last episode, we talked about how morning show is going the way of the dodo. Is that even a... Do people say that anymore? Have we genetically engineered a dodo to come back? I guess they're going probably... the way of uh, factory workers and fast food <laughs> cookers in the robot revolution. Yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's <laughs> morning show, but you were looking at the idea of bringing back uh, a different YouTube, a different good stuff 
uh, Boy, show. I could, I could do that. I could do that show on YouTube, I guess. Nobody would want to watch me record that. That'd be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, but that's actually, today's special. I, today's yeah, special. So this was a show that uh, the initial pitch of it was that uh, we had been doing this segment on Morning Show for a while that was like, hey, it's the national day. Here's some stuff. We We actually started it as a way of buying those like real thick calendars that every single day you tear off a day. And there's uh, Kenny had sports facts and I had food or I had, I can't remember what I had, maybe some like on this day in history uh, type stuff. Mm -hmm. And we would do, you know, Hey, we're doing the show every day. So here's some facts about today. Um, Eventually it turned into us talking about the food of the day, which is some arbitrary, like some people have decided that today is hot dog day. Uh, but also it's like chocolate margarita day or weird things, right? It can, it can be these wild, uh, unofficial holidays based around food. And there is definitely one every single day. I bought a, I bought a book in Barnes and Noble. Those still exist, uh, for the food of the day and started to use that sort of as like the kickoff point for us to say, Hey, here's a new show. That is a once was a segment on morning show. Now here's sort of the full blown version of that. And it was still Kenny and I doing the show. Uh, We would pre-record five episodes at a time, put those out uh, on each weekday. And we were consistent for, I want to say like 26 of them. And then we took a like two month break and then came back and did another 20 of them or so. So it's a good, it's a good month, uh, you know, month and a week or two. And it can burn you out after doing an hour of those where you're trying to sound as energetic on Friday as you did on Monday or Tuesday. That's tough. Um, And they were they were anywhere between two minutes to 10 minutes uh, maximum. Right. And yeah, it's for me, it was one of those things that you kind of like you're flexing your podcast muscle a little bit to try and do something different and it's also a a really interesting uh improv tool i guess where you're like there's there are a few points here and there but we got to the point where we were just saying like here's the national day let's give a story about what that means to us let's go into a tiny bit of the history let's have like two or three bullet points in it and that's it and then let's try and like somehow eke out seven minutes of content out of that. And it worked (laughs) uh, for the most part. We got featured on Anchor's uh, homepage for a little while as I think like an interesting uh, podcast concept idea thing. Uh, And then we also got featured in their education section, which is cool because we're talking about history and and things like that, but it's still, it's got a comedy bent to it. So all of that is to say, like, I enjoyed the process that we would i don't want to be here by myself chris give me a break i enjoyed the process of uh, unless you got to like get something out of those teeth or something that's yeah. that's kind of a good opportunity to do that chris is moving for those in on the uh podcast chris is moving me back and forth making me take up the whole screen much like the google hangouts on air used to do which was right awful i i Mm, mm, yeah. mm. I don't need that anyway. So I don't, I'm not, I'm kind of like, should I bring it back? I enjoy doing it a lot. I, we've got pretty great positioning on a platform. We have a platform for the show and we have people who are subscribed to it. And my main question that I was actually asking you for feedback in our DMS back and forth last week was like, 
one, should I bring this back? Uh, two, should I do this alone or should I try and find someone to kind of partner up, you know, with me on this again? Um, cause Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny's busy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm taking care of his pup at the moment. And also what should I do for like making this worth my time? Should I be seeking out new life and new civilizations through advertisements? Like, you know, Hey, we've signed on, uh, I don't Gumroad uh, is, is the first example that comes to mind. Like we've signed them off for a month. So we're going to do a month right. of ads for them. And then the next one is quip, you know, quip toothbrushes. I'm going to talk about them every single day. Um, yeah. Is it worth me going out and like doing, doing the work to try and reach out to these sponsors that maybe we have worked with before, or maybe we haven't. Um, and I don't have much of a promise for them. You know, like we haven't published in, two months so it's it's not like the i can build in an audience to say they'll definitely be there but we have this placement already and and is this something that you'd be willing to buy into if i'm going to put in the effort to do the next 365 of these let's say and i want to hit a stride with it where every single day you can count on something for this show and not have breaks in between it i think it's a bit of a disservice for a quote-unquote daily show where you're trying to highlight um, you know, national food days and you don't do it every single day of the year. Um, so, so you take, you wouldn't even take weekends off. You're saying like, no, keep, no. So I would, just, I mean, obviously the publish, idea but, would be, you... yeah, it'd be between five and seven minutes. Still, it would be about the history of the food. It would be basically the same shtick, but, uh, less back and forth, you know, and that's a lot of content for someone on their own to kind of eke out of themselves. Uh, so, I the question is more to like you or to to the podcast listeners like is this something that um that I should be thinking about in a different way or am I kind of going about this the right way and should I just you know shut up and do it kind of thing right and that's where I was going to say before we in the preamble to this I forgot to mention that as much as this is like a hey here's something new and good stuff it's more actually about the idea of discuss just a, a topic an idea behind podcasting to discuss for listeners obviously not everybody is listening to the show to be aware of what's happening on good stuff. And this, that's not necessarily the case or what we're, why we're doing this, but just using it as a topic to jump off of, because it is an interesting thing. Cause I think in the same vein of that conversation or a similar vein, I guess, of that conversation that we were having about bringing back today's special, then you had other ideas for a podcast, which often, you know, like podcasters tend to do that. Like once you have one, you kind of want to do other ones because you think of other ideas. And so as much yeah. as whether today's special is a good idea for me, often it comes down to these days, but what am I going to have to say no to if I do this, if I commit to this? Not, I think, I think personally, I think it's a good idea. And personally, I think you could do it. And the batch recording of whatever it would be, five, 10 episodes at a time, mm-hmm. let's say, would be a rhythm that you could get into. Every Tuesday, you just like, okay, for two hours, I'm going to bang these out and schedule with somebody. And you just have a routine and and you you do that. And then you set it up for auto-publishing and, and whatnot. Um, that I think you can do and I think would could be done fairly well. And then whether it's just, you know, you set out for, we're going to do it for six months and, and then see where we evaluate where we're at and then do the next six months. And then, you know, maybe after a year, obviously you have, you've covered every day, but I'm sure there's multiple foods for multiple days. So <laughs> there, there are, and there are also like national food months where it's like, right. Hey, this is pasta month. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we can talk about that if we want to, but I, that you, you ask very good questions. I have probably said this before, but there's also the idea of like the sunk cost fallacy where just because I've done it for 46 episodes, do I, I don't owe that podcast anything. We can just stop it and right. just 
let it let it do something you know, like be on its own um because likely the folks who are subscribed to it aren't necessarily expecting anything more from that um they just have that in their list because they wanted to either show appreciation or they wanted to go back and listen to to episodes or something like that but because uh, the one angle that's interesting with it being on anchor that you're already there and you have a bit of a platform on anchor you had mentioned maybe talk are experimenting with anchors built in they just since you last on the show they've built in their own sponsorship model yes. which seems a little like self-serving like we're going to give some of our own investment money to podcasters to like try and uh build more of a, a marketplace or a, a platform i guess with the their own investment money but because uh, some of the ads seem to be for anchor itself when they're supposed to be from other sponsors but anyways that's a fair play to them if they want to do that um and so it'd be it would be an interesting experiment from a podcasting perspective just to try that out and having the the perfect kind of vehicle for anchor style like I don't think hour long shows work really well on anchor uh it seems to be more of like a consumable quick uh mini episodes kind of thing and having a daily thing I think also serves anchor really well that platform where people are tuning in and maybe they have like 5 to 10 near daily shows that they tune into on there and and then leave for the day from the platform um and also like incorporating anchors uh call-in feature or whatever for right uh, a bit of like feedback from from listeners and on, I don't, uh, what's, what's your favorite hot dog yeah i that's really tough that like you? we've we've talked about we talked last episode about community and about building stuff and getting feedback and things like that and that's kind of what this show is for for you and me we're trying to not necessarily create a community of podcasters through it. That's what the whole castaways.club is for. But the, the idea of like, Hey, I'm on anchor. We're trying to hear back from folks um, is tough with something that's daily because we would kind of put, we would put the call to action at the end of every single episode of today's special. And of those 46 episodes that went out on there, we got, I think three ever replies on anchor right. from the community and and that's after being featured so like i i think it's still i feel super jaded <laughs> the idea of having folks reply to stuff about a podcast especially through uh, an audio medium text feels far easier for someone to to do and to just jump on right away but yeah. i i'm i don't know i'm i'm still I waver very, very much on the idea that the anchor method of podcasting is is what I want to stick to. And they make it really difficult, though, because every single month they're putting out stuff. They are funded up the wazoo. And boy, do they yeah. have ideas for, for things. <laughs> the sponsorship thing in particular. So I, I went through the process a little bit of getting the sponsorship set up for today's special just sort of in preparation for this conversation that I'm having with you about it. And they had me read a sponsor message, I guess, uh, from a script that was one kind of poorly written. Uh, it wouldn't, I would have appreciated like a here are bullet points. Um, and I can just sort of use it in my own voice, but I think they're looking for like, can you read a script verbatim? Um, they had it be about Anchor the product. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of easy to talk to, right? If you're already on the platform and you're looking for sponsorship, you're like, hey, I use this already. This is, you know, kind of cool. And yeah. that, while I think is cool, I'm fearful that the one read that I do for 
the podcasting sponsorship, if they don't have a bank of sponsors ready for me, are, are they just going to put my own voice right. as a <laughs> like ad for anchor at the end or beginning or middle somewhere for a seven minute podcast every single day for anchor? Like yeah. that, that for me is like, if I don't get paired with anybody, it's going to look bad. I would much rather have the anchor uh, thing at the end uh, <laughs> right. than than have my own voice talking for a minute and a half about something. That's a good, you know, 15 to 20 percent of the total time that I'm in your ears talking about an ad. Ugh. I. I don't know. It, it, I just didn't get a good vibe from it, I guess, is all I'm saying. And I, I'm, I'm unsure if that is worth it enough for me to to really make Anchor the place that I go back to. Yeah. And it's it is um, it feels like uh, I know I've made this comparison before, but SoundCloud version two, where it's free. Everybody's flocking to it because it's free. There's tons of podcasts going up on there because it's free. But it feels like it's it's got to deflate at some point uh, if they don't reach some sort of critical mass of of either money coming in from sponsors potentially that that seems to be their you know funding model out like sort of a fundraising model I guess for in terms of getting profitable but um, yeah it remains to be seen I guess there's a lot of skepticism obviously podcasters have been burned by many platforms <laughs> over the years mm-hmm. and uh, and they kind of play a little fast and loose with like changing terms and services and adding things and taking things away. And uh, if a feature isn't working out for them, it could disappear. And so sponsorship like that seems to be something where if they don't get some sort of critical mass of enough sponsors, obviously they'll just cut that feature because they don't want to look, it's, it is embarrassing if it's all just like people reading sponsor slots for anchor itself. Um, and I would have to imagine that f- um, the folks who are investing in anchor aren't going to be too pump- pumped about the money they're investing in anchor, just going to, you know, Kyle's little podcast over here. Well, for, from their perspective, it's got to be a little bit about just like big numbers, right? If you have a a whole group of, you know, whatever, 4,000 podcasters, if all 4,000 of those get one download, that's pretty great. That's a yeah. that's a nice opportunity for Squarespace or whoever uh, yeah. to, to be like, hey, you know, those are the numbers. Uh, we can guarantee that it'll be out on 4,000 different podcasts all at once rather than being like, you know, this pick and choose system. Um, but the whole curation side of Anchor is also a little messed up where they have these like their discover section and here's the stuff that they like, but also no barrier to entry. You just start it. You can talk into your phone and then you have a podcast out there. I don't it, it's it's mixing two worlds, you know, like. It's trying yeah. to mix the professional side of I want to make money doing this thing with the side of anyone can podcast. You can just go in there and do it and it's free and, you know, whatever. That that, that to me is the disconnect and I don't know how to, as someone who's kind of in the middle, who does, one, doesn't make money with podcasting, but two, wants to kind of do it semi-professionally. Um, I don't know where to land on on that, but... It is like in the, in aggregate, like you said, it does make sense for a Squarespace to just if they're not if they're not listening to every single sponsor slot, which obviously at this point a company like Squarespace can't possibly be. They're just looking at the numbers of like, okay, we sponsored fifty podcasts this month. We got this many signups based off of those fifty podcasts, which were downloaded, you know, a hundred thousand times across all the different shows they sponsor right now. Then Anchor becomes 
just a show effectively that they sponsor and whatever that ends up landing, they don't really care what, whose ears and when and how often, or sorry, they do care how often, but whose ears they are and what their, their ad appears beside or after is irrelevant to them. Cause it's right. just, like you said, it's just a number and it's an interesting play that way, but, uh, but yeah, it feels a little heart, heartless, a little without heart, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And <laughs> And kind of like yeah. just disconnected from from it all, and that's that's the whole discussion that's going on now about dynamic ad insertion in podcasts and what that means for the industry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and luckily, because of the nature of what podcasting is, it's it's kind of impossible for one particular company to take it over. Although, if someone like Apple or Google decided to just like start dynamically inserting stuff, if if Anchor took off with their platform, I guess is what on being on iOS and Android with a dedicated app that you kind of have to, but you don't have totally have to, but you kind of have to listen to it through to the podcast through. Um, if that took off for them, then I could see, you know, a Google and a uh, Apple and Pocket Cast and other apps kind of like being forced to move that direction. But thus far, it doesn't seem to be taken off. In any yeah, way, I mean, so. that's that's kind of like in in light of the news from NPR, right? Where on, uh, let's see, in a blog post, December 11th, developer Stacy Goers introduced software called RAD, Remote Audio Data Technology, way of sharing listening in metrics directly to publishers with what she calls extreme care and respect for user privacy. Um, there's a long article. I'll send this to you, Chris, but this is uh, this was something that, was mentioned on uh, the Accidental Tech Podcast, I think, in depth. Marco Arman, obviously the developer of Overcast, talking in depth about whether or not this was something that he would ever put into his podcasts. And I know Pocket Cast is sort of, I mean, you've got the logo right yeah, there. So the, the, still showing. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, they have also sort of, they were forced to sort of put out a thing about this saying, you know, they don't have plans currently to incorporate RAD into their application and there are some pretty major privacy concerns and even though they have privacy in mind i i encourage folks who care about this type of stuff to go read it um because i'm not well enough informed on this to to really have a conversation much about it but it still gets down to the like what are you providing to uh the podcast advertisers on what level should they expect something in return how far did people listen? You know, things like that. Yeah. And Anchor being the owner of both the delivery method and the creation method, they have all of that stuff. And yeah, that, that's not really answering much into the conversation. I think, it, interestingly, NPR being the owners of Pocket Cast have, have a specific interest in how that gets integrated into the podcasting world. But we'll just have to kind of wait and see how, one, this is tackled on the NPR side, and two, whether or not that kind of cascades to the way that publishers and advertisers interact with podcasters uh, on Anchor. So we'll see. I don't, I, you know, I haven't really been convinced either way uh, whether or not I'm going to bring that show back. It's a pretty big lift. Yeah. That's what we talked about. That's (laughs) That's that's, that's sort of the whole crux of this conversation. (laughs) Um, I think in my my having talked, I think in our uh, DM conversation or Discord conversation, I was more bullish on the idea of bringing back today's special. Having had this conversation now, and maybe it's just because it's always more fun to me to have a new thing rather than the old thing that you were doing before, whether it's podcast or a website or domain idea or whatever. But um, I think the new idea that you had of for a show is more interesting. And I won't we won't have to reveal that as of yet, just so that you have some time to percolate on it. But um, I think it's the new coffee. idea is more interesting. 
Right. <laughs> oh, shoot. You said percolate. Wink, wink. Yeah. Totally gave it away. It's about. Yep. As, as he takes, as he takes a swig. Yeah. That was actually really gross. Cause it was like the dregs <laughs> at the bottom. It's nothing left. <laughs> Not a sponsorship for coffee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the, the new idea is more interesting. And just because also I feel like within podcasting, there's probably, there is a, a room and a lot of space for stuff outside of technology to be, I'll just, I guess we'll give away that the new idea is somewhat, you know, connected to technology news, but the, um, the, it feels like w- at least within our circle of influence or whatever, that technology shows are the ones that are grabbed onto a little easier anyways, in terms of audience. I, and so, I think it's about the know. personalities too, to be honest, like it, it, there's a point at which I need to be convinced and, and sort of like shaken out of my own head to, to, um, look outside of myself to understand whether or not someone would be interested in hearing my voice talk about anything period uh, i don't there there may be folks who are like i love chris on smym but boy when that kyle guy talks i cannot stand it uh, no if the youtube podcast is any indication uh there's four thousand people who listen and they uh the overwhelming feedback is chris's laugh is really annoying so ah, <laughs> go Ah, I good. got that kind of feedback. So, and then, yeah, they'll, but anyways. Well, digress. the new That's idea for the podcast on good stuff is just, it's called Chris's laugh and it's just right. <laughs> six hours a day of Chris's laugh. That's it. It's an ASMR laughing podcast. <laughs> of, of laughs only. I, yeah. I, I think there's a, uh, there's a lot to really get into about this, but um, I think mm-hmm. what I, ne- next steps, if, if we can sort of take the uh, uh, meeting methodology here would be, be to maybe research one, do one episode of today's special, decide whether or not that whole process is worth something to me and whether or not I want to go through that uh, 364 more times for the year. And <laughs> yeah. if, if that is the case that I definitely don't, uh, I, I, sh- I can just do the math, right? I can be like, this took an hour and a half. Yeah. If, if it's going to be that, that's, you know, that plus recording time, plus publishing time, plus making sure it's up plus listening to it plus editing, you know, like do the math, see if it makes sense. And, and that's, that'll, that'll probably decide it for me. Yeah. And, and then also putting out an episode and seeing if anybody's out there still too, will help. Like if all of a sudden there's like 6,000 people who subscribe because they featured it somewhere and like, not that it's about the numbers, but obviously knowing that there's an audience is kind of a little more interesting than. Well, and and so my my earlier point, like I think it is definitely like the content doesn't necessarily matter. It, It can be interesting for some people, but there are, also going to be folks who are just like, I just want to listen to someone's voice. And I like when this person is talking about a particular thing and yeah. on, on good stuff, uh, there may be a void in the whole, like talking about food thing, uh, with a Roderick. So I got to find, I got to find a way to plug <laughs> that hole somewhere. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, yeah. Unpacking that sentence. If you're listening uh, at two X and there's a hole in good stuff, I'm the whole talking about food with uh-huh. erotica is put, what it put probably the, sounds like. Put the, <laughs> put, put the food in your food hole uh, with, yeah, with okay. the Rodericks. Um, Roderick. That's okay. right. Rod, yeah. Or if you're Ken Jennings, Roderick. But that's a whole other can of worms. Speaking of can of worms, uh, we just want to thank uh, Gumroad. <laughs> I don't think there's a connection there. Gumroad is, uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, they're recording or they're sponsoring a few episodes of Show Me Your Mic here. And, uh, what they do is they help people do more of what they love. So just like us here at Good Stuff, 
They help folks like digital content creators, podcasters, musicians, writers, teachers, and more. They've given away over 168 million, not given away, but they've helped people earn over $168 million on their platform doing like little stuff like selling a PDF or an MP3 of a remix or a course, a video. Um, I was just looking through some of the the cool things, the features that you can do. So they... They allow you to generate license keys. So if you're selling software and you want don't want to worry about managing license keys, you can let Gumroad handle that for you. You can add a an ability for people to pay what they want. So you can just, instead of dict- dictating that's going to be five bucks for your PDF, you can put a plus sign in the price and then the audience will pay what they want and they're capable of. You can sell it, of course, in multiple currencies and it'll take care of all the conversion for you. It'll also handle, I know from my brother-in-law's experience, they'll take care of the, what was that European thing? The Not GDPR, but the one before that where it was like, how are we going to sell stuff on the internet now? Yeah, with the, this the, thing? the taxes and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They take care of that for you. Um, if you do movies, videos, they actually allow you to rent your film instead of so you could have like a sell price and then a rental price that people have to watch it on Gumroad for for seventy eight two hours to watch it within thirty days. Uh, you can do some lightweight DRM stuff as well if you want. If you need that for your PDF or uh, to just prevent copying and digital abuse, that kind of thing. So, um, and then also coupon codes that you can offer. So discounts, either percentage or a fixed amount off if you wanted to have a you know promotion going or um, uh, specials and, and things like that. Variants on clothing. So you could very easily add you know, sizes, shipping rates for yeah, deliverables, things like that. Um, limit your sales by country. So if they're, you, you want to be only available in these specific places, but you don't want to to be available in Australia because it's going to cost you an arm and leg to ship over there. You can do that. Um, yeah, all sorts of things that you can do. Memberships, subscriptions, reoccurring subscriptions, um, lots of stuff. And then it's not just as you, if you're familiar with Gumroad, maybe in the past, you tried it out when it first came out. I, forget, I don't know how long it's been around. It's been a long time anyways. Um, they've got a lot of new features that are worth checking out. Gumroad.com slash features to check that out. Um, one thing to highlight is that it's free to get started. So it's $0. And then if you want, more professional features that are just available for just $10 a month. So I know my brother-in-law, like I was talking about in the last episode, running his whole business on this platform that takes care of all the e-commerce stuff for him. And he's paying 10 bucks a month basically. And so um, that's pretty cheap kind of uh storefront <laughs> to have. I don't know if you know what uh, retail space costs in, uh, in Manitoba, Kyle, but uh, it's not just $10 a month. So that's pretty handy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So if you're, if you're interested, uh, like I said, you can check out gumroad.com slash features for a full list of their features. Also, if you're wanting to sign up and try them out for free, you can go to gumroad.com slash show me your mic. Uh, and that'll let them know you came to them from our show. Of course, the whole tracking thing that works with sponsorships and podcasting. And, uh, and even if you just go through that URL, just to check it out, it'll let them know and make it worth the, let them know it was worth their while to uh, sponsor a little show like show me your mic as well as some of the bigger shows that they're trying out in podcasting. So our thanks to Gumroad for sponsoring show me your mic. And also uh, you were, you were right in saying that uh, talking about Gumroad is opening a can of worms because a uh, search results for can of worms provide six products on gumroad.com. <laughs> the big book of answers, domestic worm farming by Brian, the worm man. Nice. <laughs> that's what we'll have to feature yeah let's well I'll, I'll throw some of those in the show notes too of uh featured gumroad i'm taking a, i'm taking a screenshot right now um if you use chapters for this i highly recommend that you use this screenshot for the chapters it's 995 <laughs> so sounds like a good buy to me you can also get the wedge vermicomposting system a large system for serious or commercial farmers from brian the worm man <laughs> i can't say that with this <laughs> 
<laughs> so the Here's the thing, though. Like, that's what's awesome is, like, he didn't have to convince anybody that that was, a, like, I'm sure people buy it. I'm not mocking anybody who wants to buy that. But, like, he didn't have to convince somebody to to market his product, to sell it, to, like, that was worth doing. That's what I love what the internet and what Gumroad makes possible. I 100% love this. It is, I yeah. laugh out of pure joy seeing yeah. that a a name that could have been given to someone on a wrestling team <laughs> turned into a career on Gumroad. It's spectacular. Uh, I I love to see this, Chris. I'm sending you this yeah. screenshot. Right someday, now. if we can, it will connect with Brian the Worm Man, maybe, and have uh, have him on the show. Show me your worms, Brian. <laughs> there we go. That's what I I think. I'll, we'll have to pitch that to Gumroad. Is like a Chris and Kyle instead of sponsoring Show Me Your Mic, just pay for us to do a podcast about Gumroad. And we'll flip it around on its head, kind of thing, and and then good stuff will sponsor the gumroad I mean, podcast. Get, it, Brian even has a free guide to harvesting worms at home. So really, if yeah. you want to get started, Brian has the multiple tiers. He's got the zero, the zero uh, cost uh, introduction to worms. He's got the ten dollar, yeah. and then he's got the twenty dollar. Yeah, all of everything them. you need. Everything you need. Um, Moon Days in the chat room said, I'm trying not to get offended by you making fun of vermicomposting. <laughs> so. I love, no, absolutely not. I love the idea. I love also that uh, Gumroad puts both co- like composting, go green, sustainable living, homesteading as these like suggested tags for my search for can of worms. Um, and being someone who lives out in a farm who has lots of animals and things like that, I've absolutely considered farming. It's the it's the worms that kind of get me like I I just I need maybe I need to read Brian's book to kind of understand this this whole thing. But I've watched lots of YouTube videos and I'm kind of I'm reluctant uh, it, yeah. to put it to put it kindly. I'm, I'm unsure about the worms. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess a lot can go wrong with worms. If yeah, you're, if you're not careful. Yeah, I really can. I love this, though. So much. I remember when my cousin got worms. It was not a good, good scene. Right, right. Not kind. Not those. Not those kind. Uh, the uh, the last thing we'll end with here on the final episode of 2018 is uh, I thought I, th- I thought you were going to say, "If show me your mic." Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I just got handed a memo off, yeah. <laughs> uh, from one of the interns back there. You've been canceled. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been canceled by by. It says here, Kyle and Chris have canceled your show. So that's right. I, I see behind you a bunch of boxes just being packed up now. It's all, all the good stuffers are leaving. We're moving to worms. The uh, the folks over at, uh, what is their Pacific Content. They're a, actually a Canadian company that does podcast stuff. And the uh, they put out an article called 13 Predictions for Podcasting in 2019. And these kind of things are always a little bit like, I don't know, focused on the top end podcasting world of like, if you have at least 50,000 downloads and you're sponsored by GM and Ford, I guess not together. Um, you know, this kind of stuff kind of applies to them maybe and less so to the folks like you and I, and maybe the listeners out there. Um, but anyways, I thought it'd be interesting just to see in, in brief as we end here for 2018, what we we thought of their predictions, how it relates to what we see from our perspective in the podcasting world. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one that we, we won't cover all 13, but the one, the first one was listed as podcasts go mainstream finally. And this is, this isn't, I should clarify too. It's not just specific content. They kind of, you know, went out and asked a bunch of what they call uh, the best and the brightest in the podcasting industry, looking to the crystal balls and tell us what to expect in the year ahead. So these are folks who like the head of global studios at Spotify, the manager at Google podcasts, et cetera. So folks who are very much big picture 
podcasting, not just uh, podcasting about worms. Small, small potatoes like us. Yeah, got it. Um, so I don't, it, it's, it's always, it feels like every year is like podcasting finally goes mainstream. Thanks to, you know, two years ago it was Serial or whatever it was. This last year it's thanks to, I forget which show they, they call out. Um, but in a big way, it's because of the ad revenue that obviously the, the industry is seeing come in and the business of, of it, uh, companies like Gimlet Media are putting out, putting together, I just saw a video or a picture of their new studio they built somewhere in New York that's like this crazy, amazing five or six studio office that they've set up and, and you know, I'm sure costs a few, a few dollars anyways. Um, what do you think? Is there any, is the mainstream even a thing that we need to worry about? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I mean, this is this is definitely like a major networks and celebrities thing. Um, I think the the issue with going, quote unquote, mainstream with this is that um, you price out all of the other content that is there and you end up with like a, hey, download the, you know, uh, the BBC app. And all you do is listen to the BBC podcasts. And that's your only foray into podcasts, not through Overcast or Pocket Casts or any of those other things um, or you know, ABC comes to Pocket Cast and says, hey, on the Discover screen, uh, we're going to give you, you know, eight million for the year. And you're only going to feature our podcast for the next six months. Um, that that yeah, kind of stuff can, can buy happen. their way into. Yeah, yeah. buy their way into eyeballs and, and earballs. And so I, I, I think that's that is going to be money. I think for me, number one, how I read that is just money. Like there will be money in podcasting and big guys will get bigger. Which not that not that bad because I think that's a, a gateway into the world of podcasting. And if you're into it, it's it's like I love watching network TV, but I also watch YouTube videos and I poke around the internet sometimes. They yeah. they aren't mutually mutually exclusive. I think we're still in that like it's unsettled, right? Like whereas the network TV YouTube thing, the it was the reverse where the the establishment was there and you kind of had to indie your way up into the forefront. Whereas podcasting was the I guess there, and then the establishment kind of came and has been slowly taking it over. With, yeah, it'd be, it'd with, be like uh, if network access TV was how it started, and then the big major networks were the ones who were like, "Oh, maybe we should make a TV studio." Like, yeah. And speaking of competition, kind of stuff. The number two they list was competition heats up for Apple. So in, in Apple's podcasts, obviously, is being a primary sort of listing service right now. Other services, they're hopeful, anyways, that services like Google, Pandora, etc. Spotify uh, will get into this space and create a bit more of a level playing field, I guess. I don't know. The, um, on, the only place I could think of where they have enough folks to to really make that happen is Spotify, like you mentioned. Anywhere else. Mm. I mean, like, it, it's it's about being, like, having the audience baked in. Apple has that. Spotify sort of has that because people are listening to music there. But literally, literally any other place. Like we talked up Google podcasts last time, uh, and their, you know, RSS, uh, customer support that was real kind to us. Um, but I, this definitely feels like a plant from a, a Google employee in here to say like competition needs up with Apple when actuality there's mm, the folks on like pocket casts uses Apple's library. Uh, you can put in an RSS feed in there. And you don't you don't have to go to uh, Apple's library. The same thing for Overcast; they leverage the same thing. So I I don't see this being something that we'll see in 2019. Well, and they use similarly. They use even Apple rely on Apple for um, what's the word called content cur- curation. I guess like stuff that isn't allowed on Apple's 
podcast service for hate speech or whatever reason correct then right pocket cast overcast etc right. they've got the meat the meat and muscle behind it that you know yeah. you you won't be able to find that anywhere else with a new brand at, at least yeah. um i i said we we're not gonna go for all through all them but i find these ones interesting the the rise of short form podcasts on smart speakers kind of ties in with our anchor discussion as well as before we start recording you were talking through kenny's uh lighting system there with your, <laughs> your speaker <laughs> I don't personally have one of the uh, smart speaker of any sort in our house. I mean, we have Siri on our phone, obviously, but um, I don't have anything like that. And so it doesn't, I, I, I speak from ignorance, I guess, here in that I don't understand why folks would really want to do this. This is great um, if you're single, to be frank. Like, this is, this or is don't, fine. No kids. It, yeah. Or no kids. Um, but if you have a partner and you're like, hey, Google, good morning. And it's like, well, today's news is <laughs> like, that's not, no, my wife would hate that. So, Good afternoon. <laughs> Google's talking to you. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Hey, Google, stop. Sorry for everybody who's hey, listening. Google, stop. Speaker, sorry. <laughs> uh, they, uh, like Pacific Content themselves say they're bullish on smart speakers all year. And yeah, I, think design, I, I agree. You know, the ease of saying like, hey, play the latest episode of Morning Show. It's like, yeah. I love that. The issue for me is like knowing whether or not it's going to be available. I love listening to podcasts. Like the second that Grumpy Old Geeks gets published, I'm listening to it. Or the second that the uh, Today Explained on Vox gets published, I listen to it. Like that kind of stuff. Right. I want push notifications and I want to be able to listen to it right away. If my smart speaker could say like, hey, you know, you got a new episode of blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool. Play it. You know, that I would that would be great. Um, so maybe more integrations in the future. That That sounds good to me. Yeah, like Gimlet had a show I know for kids called Chompers. Just it, it's all about brushing your teeth. Right. Like, yes. And and so you just you tell your Alexa device to play start Chompers, and then it would just play the podcast for you. And like that's pretty creative. And that's cool. And like when it's designed, but obviously that's not very interesting podcast to like listen to on Overcast or whatever. <laughs> right. But the I think that's the point. Like the idea of podcasts on smart speakers aren't necessarily podcasts. They're contextual snippets yeah. of audio that are based on it's like you wake up it's part of your routine and it plays or it's part of your nighttime routine i would love a podcast that is like every single night it's a different sort of like deep brown noise type thing and it has you know someone reading a wikipedia article actually copyright 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 i'm gonna do that that's coming to good stuff near you because i would listen to that every single night i would love it all right, you can you can pay me to produce the podcast for you, and yeah. Anyways, would you, speaking of which, would you pay for podcasts, Kyle? That's what they think. Uh, Twenty nineteen people are going to start paying for podcasts. Amount. Like I, I think this is maybe more premium only. You know, kind of like premium content stuff where, um, yeah, like they reference like Oprah Winfrey Network or whatever, taking her show to uh, her own network or whatever. Oh I think, yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess you can, yes, the celebrity stuff, I think it kind of goes with that where like a Mark Marin with WTF, his back catalog is, is, uh, only accessible if you've paid or a member or whatever. I, I think podcasts as auxiliary content to other shows like the, the walking dead or Oprah or whatever, where you're like, I get exclusive access to their, you know, once a week podcast by paying four ninety nine a month and I I get that, you know, and I get a magazine subscription and I, I can see like trying to rope yeah. in new media to old media so that they can still sell stuff. Um, yeah. But I, paying for podcasts, the it kills me every single time I go and look at how much people are making on Patreon for putting out a single episode per week. 
Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I pay me for podcasts in 2019. How about that? Number four. Yeah. Well, you need to just do either a murder show or uh, be a celebrity. I think is probably the your right. key to success there. Right. Um, Forty-four folders. Uh, do you listen? I listen to news. I listen to the Daily Show, or not the Daily Show, but Daily, the Daily. Um, that's the only news podcast I listen to. They think a uh, news podcasts are going to continue to evolve, which I mean, that seems like an obvious one. I guess we're combining the smart speaker thing uh, with news, and then even dynamic content possibly served up locally. You know, in, integrated with uh, with uh, the big national or international news. Still, I, I mean, the, the problem with news podcasts is like, what is news? define news for me like do you have a team of six people researching this every single day especially because the expectation for news podcasts is that they're daily um i would have a problem with this on like everybody getting on board and not doing the due diligence or the having the journalistic integrity to make sure that you know they're going out and uh making sure that this is news that this is real stuff uh that would be my issue it's gonna suffer from the same thing of like spreading of misinformation uh, if they continue to evolve or if random folks get involved in this. Um, that's yeah. my only worry with news podcasts. Yeah. Uh, international Skipping down a bit, international expansion and evolution. So we'll see the rise of podcasts from anywhere other than the U.S. as more English-speaking countries explore the opportunities of podcasting. Podcasts from Canada, the U.K., Scandinavia. Um, I feel like we're doing our 50% here. That's That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I know uh, a previous guest on the show uh, that I've re- referenced a few times. Um, I can only picture his his, his Twitter handle is clueless, and I'm blanking <laughs> on his name right now. Even though I've talked to him a few times, um, but the, being in the UK and a car podcast that was he, they have that was very big in, in the UK is very mm-hmm. big in the UK just because it's focused on UK related vehicles and people there and uk accents and things like that it seems like an obvious one i guess there too that obviously the rest of the world is going to be just as interested in the u.s if not already yeah i think also like trying to have uh u.s-based podcasts and or canadian podcasts um take a more international tact i think that would be nice i just looking at the numbers that we've seen on good stuff in general it's mostly u.s um and i think that's Mm. it's going to take having listeners come from those other countries to really start tailoring that content to those areas. But, um, I would love to see more of that. Yeah. And diverse, diversity in hosts too, which oh, is yeah. the number 100%. 10 thing, which increased diversity kind of goes, goes with that. And, um, Google podcast had a very interesting, I think, well, it's still ongoing Google podcast creator program, um, for folks, uh, underrepresented folks in podcasting to, to be a part of and get support from them. Um, which I think is great. And, um, yeah, it's if because was, of the openness it, of... Yeah, if this sorry, was a list for like our predictions or our goals for good stuff for 2019, that would be my number one. Like, we've got to increase our diversity here. Um, we, I would love to hear from other folks uh, who either may have podcasted before or haven't podcasted and feel like, you know, it's, it's that gosh darn boys club. Uh, and I hate it. I, I, I hate kind of being a part of it sometimes too. Because, you know, I don't I want to make sure that we are able to give the folks who deserve a voice a voice. And we it's just sucks seeing like the the ones even that I'm subscribed to. It's like these are the same people over and over again. Like, I don't need this in my life. It's (laughs) it's an echo chamber. Yeah, I feel like it shouldn't stop you from because it's not like um, NBC. It's not like we're NBC where there's like our channel and there's only one thing on from 8 till 9 p.m. 
in prime time. And that, that should be, you know, reflect the whole country, let's say, or the whole world, depending on how you look at it. Whereas for podcasting, obviously it's like at any point, any time, someone can be listening to anything. Um, and so, and we're obviously not overburdened with even on the live stream here with people wanting to get on the show or, you know, use our networks live stream or whatever. Um, but I would say any, anyone who is like a listener of show me your mic or morning show, who's like, I want to see what else good stuff is doing. And if we turn them on to someone who is new to podcasting or a diverse voice in the world, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a, that's a win. Um, especially yeah. if they latch onto it and like they enjoy it. That's the, I would love to see that happen for us in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think, and that's what I've been trying to figure out as, as I, even in my own business, as I, the podcast editing business, getting more clients, getting a bit more work, but then also like wanting to figure out a way to like, without sounding like I want to recruit someone to be a client in the end, I would love to be able to help and offer support for folks to get started in podcasting. Cause it is, it is, I, I, I forget sometimes how intimidating it is the between the gear and the and the tech and then also just talking into a microphone and putting it out in the world all those things are not just like super easy to do um and and for folks uh by the same token there is a lot of avenues for folks like anchor and instagram stories and whatever platform social media tiktok or whatever right there's a lot of platforms that people can find now to sort of get their if they're wanting to get some creative stuff into the world there is a lot of avenues for that and podcasting might not be the most natural one for whatever you're, if you're trying to do like trick shots with your ping pong ball, podcasting probably isn't the best. <laughs> I don't know why that, um, but that being said, like Kyle said, I think both him and I would love to be able to, uh, help folks get into podcasts and that can be with the castaways.club thing. That could be, you know, you could join that and, and that could be part of that, but it doesn't have to be ping either of us on, on Twitter. Um, Chris at good stuff. Pong either Kyle. of us on Twitter. <laughs> Kyle at good stuff.fm is our email addresses. I think you still check yours from time to time. Oh, right? I never check it. Uh, okay. send me a Twitter DM or something. Yeah, Chris at good stuff that I've If you want to email me, I'll don't email Kyle. Um, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'd love to at least get you started. We can't promise, obviously, that we're going to hold your hand through the whole thing. But like, if you if if the thing that's stopping you is knowing how to do X, Y, or Z, um, or you feel like why would someone want to listen to me? Um, we'll we'll give you a chance, give you a shot. To, uh, in terms of just having a place and a home and a place to be a part of in terms of podcasting. So. Um, yeah, I think that's that's enough of the, as far as the list anyways. Uh, there's 13 of them, obviously. Technology evolving. Marketing matters more than ever in podcasting, which is great for the big, huge companies. But again, I one know. One brief thing on the like advertising being like put in algorithmically or whatever based on, you know, where you download it from. I get podcasts that are like that from like Vice and it's awful because sometimes it'll include it and sometimes it won't. And what it'll do is like fade out the music and then nothing and then fade the music back in. And it's like, that was a great break. And it's like, there was no ad. Like, what's the, what is <laughs> really? the point of this? I, it, it, uh, when it, when it fails, it fails spectacularly. And it like pulls me out of that. Like you're listening to produced audio on vice.com. And I, I don't need that. Come on. Anyway. So bring on, bring on 2019. I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Thanks for uh, joining me here on show me your mic this year. These last, the reboot of Show Me Your Mic, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I just, I, I like, yes, it's it's a bit of a reboot. Um, you know, I was thinking back, like, we've, you've, you and I have both interviewed folks on this show, and 
I think we're having like really healthy podcast conversations, trying to like think about the work that we're doing and not just um, kind of getting in our own heads and, and stewing over ideas for years and years and years and never making them happen. This is a yeah. great forum to be able to just talk about this, this type of stuff. So happy to be here. We kind of talked about it being like an audio journal behind the scenes stuff, a good stuff. And just as a way for us to, to chat and talk about what we're thinking, new show ideas and things like that. But it's, it also, I like that it kind of includes also other podcasts and people who are wanting to get into this or have a show that they want to talk about. So that's where you can actually, if you're interested in being on the show in a future episode, being interviewed as, um, uh, other folks have been in the past. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the eggnog kicking in. I guess. Good stuff.fm slash SMYM slash ask is where you can see how to do that, as well as to ask a question on the future episode of the podcast, which we'd love to do. Uh, you can uh, hire me if you're so inclined. Lemonproductions.ca slash hire is where you can hire me for podcast editing, consulting kind of stuff. Uh, Kyle, what, what do you want to pitch? Anything? Podcast. Fastball down the middle, 98 miles an hour. <laughs> baseball that's not that's the new I, show you're oh, doing, right? it's so a baseball excited. show baseball's coming back uh in february <laughs> i'm excited all right Pitch, pitchers and catchers report Is yeah that what, uh, yeah that's, that's exactly exactly that. that's I'm, I'm i'm waiting i'm ready bring it on i honestly get more excited about baseball reading because of twitter because I, I actually wouldn't care at all too much until um you know, just shy of the World Series, but it's it's fun. It's one of those things. It's fun to vicariously be excited about through other people's excitement about it. Yeah, so. baseball Twitter and hockey Twitter, very good, very very good. Yeah. All right. On that note, thanks for watching. If you're out there on our Twitch slash YouTube channels, we stream this live most weeks. Um, today's a little earlier just for the holidays coming up, but uh, the audio then is published out on goodstuff.fm slash smym is where you can find it. And uh, yeah. I think that's it. I don't I don't have a closing thing. I need to Dave Rupert challenged me to come up with a script that you stick to to put at the end of every show so it's comfortable for people to listen to and they're not like worried like ready to uh, is Chris going to stop now is this done is it oh no he's still rambling. So uh but the music's going to play right now and we'll see you in 2019. Thanks for listening. Bye. Until you show me your mic.